You're listening to the Rua Space Podcast. Hello, friends, and welcome to the Rua Space Podcast, where we help you make space for the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit in your everyday life. I'm Phil. And I'm Erin. And today we're excited to begin sharing with you some of the craziness that our family has been up to and some of what God has put on us that we are stepping into. Yeah, as we've really dug into spiritual disciplines and spiritual formation the last couple of years, the last few years, it's led to some major life changes. And so we are moving from Chicago and I am um, leaving my position as a pastor here and we are moving to St. Petersburg, Florida to work on Rua Space and some other opportunities full time. And so there's a lot linked to this decision and the process and our journey. And so we wanted to talk about it on a kind of personal on the ground level, what we did, what it's felt like, in relationship to simplicity, to being called into the unknown, to prayer, all of those different aspects. Because the truth is that when we devote time to spiritual disciplines, which of course at their very heart are all about coming to know God and the heart of God and what it looks like to live a life centered around God, it changes you and we grow, right? That's the beauty of life. We're not, we're not stagnant people. We don't, exist and always run on the same track now we can keep in a rut for sure or we can keep along a path or however you want to visualize that but we we do especially if we're seeking god we will be changed as we do that process right that's the holy spirit working within us yeah and so i think a great place for us to start because it's really rooted to what we're doing is the journey into simplicity of saying yes to some things and saying no to others. And while a lot of it is external that we're talking about, it helped create an internal space that this entire journey has flowed out of. Yeah, absolutely. So one thing I wanted to start with is culturally, I know that simplicity and minimalism are super trendy right now. So I want to be clear Because sometimes I think as Christians, we see a cultural trend and we either feel the need to Jesusify it or shun it or however we deem or our church deems is the right way to approach it. So yes, it is a very trendy topic right now. What's interesting is we actually got into simplicity through a bit of a different route with the disciplines. Um, A lot of the cultural findings about simplicity and minimalism have been interesting, but at the root of it, what we really started to question is when Jesus talks about not serving wealth and God, having one master, and we started to look at our life, what was really evident was so much of our life was spent fixing stuff, maintaining our stuff, cleaning up our stuff, working to get more stuff to take care of our stuff. It's, it was feeling like, and I can say it clearly because now we're a few steps out of that. I think while we were in that, I don't know if we could have pegged it quite so easily. We were putting a lot of our time, energy, and resources into stuff management and care. And it was at a point for us, and part of it might be our phase of life, we've still got little kids, part of it might be 
you know, you look back, it could be a lot of things. We had a big house. It was old, so it had a lot of work it needed. We had stuff to fill the whole house because that's the American dream. You fill your house <laughs> with all with all the pretty things or the novel things or what whatnot. And oh, I got myself off track thinking about the old house. Um, <laughs> it really was a pretty house, but yeah, we were we were spending a lot of time managing it and caring for it. I can't emphasize that enough. That really was my life. Yeah. Um, my day to day was about cleaning up and organize. You know, you've heard me say it. <laughs> it really did dominate. And we started to think about, well, if this isn't the focus of our life, and we're saying that God is the focus of our life, what do we do when there's no margin to serve somebody or have somebody over last minute for dinner because our house is a mess? Or basic family time, right? Basic family time. Yeah. Even that, um, even stuff like this was pre COVID pick up, pick up a volunteering shift somewhere. Well, we couldn't cause we were busy taking care of and name any item in the house or yard that needed taken care of. So what happens when the blessings that we have are causing us to not get to serve and live in the way that we're feeling currently called to live and serve. Because I would I would add, the stuff we had was all really nice stuff. As we started to parse through it, though, we realized more and more that a lot of it represented who we used to be or maybe an aspiration we used to have, but now we spent money on the tools to be able to do that thing for me spinning. <laughs> I did, to be fair, before I sold my spinning wheel, managed to spin the rest of my fiber, <laughs> which was a feat all in itself, and utterly confirmed that that was not something I needed to happily move forward. And so as we started to really look at what was tying us down, what was taking up time and energy that we... when we really thought about it on our heart of hearts would rather be doing something else with that time, money, or energy, we started to part ways with the stuff, the physical stuff. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's just this truth that the stuff in your life, again, nothing is neutral, right? Mm -hmm. So, And it was good stuff. Like, let it be said, it was really nice quality, good stuff. But it really was ultimately not facilitating the life that we desired and so mm-hmm. we recognized that the it was taking up not just too much space but too much time too much physical and mental energy or even emotional there's yeah. a lot of emotions tied with stuff you've inherited or you know like case in point my spinning wheel I had saved up for it I found one second hand I was so excited so now I've got all these memories yeah. wrapped into it and it almost feels like you're losing part of yourself when you decide you're not going to keep it, but really you're finding who you authentically are right now. Yeah. Well, in our experience. <laughs> right. And so when you make, I mean, that's what we're all about at Rua Space, right? Making space. And when you have too much of a cluttered space or more stuff than you really need, it's hard for the things that really matter to get the space that they really need. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we've lived in Africa with with essentially a few bags of what we could take there, right? You know, we've lived in circumstances where we didn't have as much. And we realized that it was like we were just as happy, right? Mm-hmm. And so we we're looking around at the house and everything we had. 
and just realize we don't even use it all. We don't need all this space and not just like, oh, it's a preference that we'd like to get rid of some of some of it. It became a if we want to thrive greater as who God created us to be and as a family, we need to make more space physically to really enter into that next step. And we saw it with our kids too. There was, when you have your children there, what, what we really wanted with them is we wanted to spend time playing together. We wanted to go on adventures together. And their physical space was so full, it made it hard to really accomplish much of anything. And it was interesting, and there's all kinds of child psychology about it too, about how it, how it impacted their play and all of that. But as we started to simplify even with them, what was fascinating is we really did this as a family, and we've become quite good at helping each other now recognize if something is beloved or not. Even my five-year-old, I remember I was looking at some CDs and things, and mind you, I don't think I've listened to them in a decade, probably. And he's looking at me and he goes, it seems like you really liked them when you enjoyed them. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's right. And he goes, I think it's time for them to go too. And I was like, nice. I think you're right. Like our, our kids caught on to the vision. And I think we all started to enjoy the freedom we were finding as we began to shed stuff. So fast forward this process year a, a few years i mean we didn't do this all in a weekend friends this was a very long haul but it picked up speed because the less the the more that we freed that was no longer true to who we as a family were right now or the practical stuff that you're going to need next year because your next kid's going to grow into it like you know we're not talking about that stuff <laughs> we're talking about the other stuff as we as we lightened up we gained momentum because i think all four of us could feel that we were getting closer and closer to being able to really find who we are supposed to be and do what we're supposed to do. And I think that's the key thread that is probably going to run through all the episodes in this series mm -hmm. is, you know, very much rooted in Parker Palmer's book, Let Your Life Speak, a book I would highly recommend. But the simplicity then was rooted in finding who we truly are today and who we desire to grow into. And so for me, I mean, this meant selling a lot of books. I mean, we emptied entire rooms of our house. And so, I mean, ultimately we're moving <laughs> into a house that's maybe 40% the size of our old and house. And that's on purpose. Right. Because. <laughs> yeah, because it, it helps facilitate more of who we are now and who we desire to be and realizing the stuff that we don't need, the things that we collected for a long time and held on to, but are no longer serving us now. And we continue to store them and trek them around and move them. And, and it's not where we are. And so it's the, it's one piece of the process of sort of discerning, which is going to be another episode. Who are we? And that's getting, exactly what I was going to get, say. <laughs> yeah, getting down to the stuff that, I mean, I'm at a point right now where I'd prefer just to live out of a backpack. Like I have my computer, I've got a few changes of clothes, my Kindle, my phone, you know, it's not going to work for the kids and I, so, yeah. you know, that got nixed pretty quickly. <laughs> right. But there is this sense then in which when we the less stuff we have, the less time you're cleaning, the less we're maintaining, the less yeah. money it is. And, you know, realizing from a justice perspective too, and I, I know we've mentioned this other places, but we're, we're going to bring really, it all together. Yeah, in but one place. we're really determining yeah. or seeing here how true it is that 
when you're buying few things, you can buy better things. Mm-hmm. And not just better like, you know, like I heard Kevin O'Leary talking about this the other day. And you might think, oh, Kevin O'Leary, you know, the guy from Shark Tank, CNBC, all these things. Well, yeah. he's a rich guy. But what he talks about is rather than buying, you know, 10 cheap suits, you buy one really expensive, nice suit that will last you the rest of your life. And you might think, well, whoa, how extravagant. Like, I wish I could buy that $4,000 suit. But You know, for us, it's like, well, you probably could if you didn't buy 10 or 20, you know, cheaper suits. And and the thing about the more expensive one is then we're just we're realizing that it's made more ethically. It's more environmentally sustainable. It looks better. It is better. It lasts longer. But that now is being applied to everything. So we have less stuff. But we can know how it was sourced. We can feel good about it. It'll work. And makes our life easier. I hate when things break. And so, I mean, (laughs) there's just these other aspects to it that all started to sort of converge and work together. I think the social justice and the eco-consciousness, am I using those words right? I'm pretty sure this came out properly, of of our purchases, that also really started to impact me because um, I heard a study, and I actually think it's probably true for our family. It's something like uh, the wife tends to spend 80 or 90% of the money for the household taking care of things. Hmm. And I mean, I'm not spending it all on me, although that would be fun. But <laughs> <laughs> also kind of the opposite of everything we just talked about. But, you know, buying, you know, you're buying groceries, you're making decisions about what we need to purchase next for to get the house fixed up or whatever you're doing. Um Anyway, whether or not that's true, interesting statistic. But there was there this became this weight. So again, as we've been doing these spiritual disciplines and we're learning more and more about how our life isn't just our life. Right. We don't just live here in a bubble gracing others with our presence, right? Everything that we purchase or buy, buy or throw purchase, away or throw away impacts the environment which impacts other people. It impacts other people for how it's manufactured, whether that's polluting their environment, whether that's putting them in um, poor factory conditions, what have you. And even the results, global warming, farming, all those it's, impacts, we, it's wide reaching. We are all so interconnected. And as you start to realize just how much all of us depend on each other and how God's creation depends on us and it's, it became this burden. We, we simply could not continue to consume at the level that we had been familiar with consuming yeah. because we couldn't bear the burden of that anymore. And part of the simplicity, you know, we like to talk about, I think culturally it's very popular to talk about the getting rid of stuff because that feels very validating. And, um, you know, we could go into a whole nother tangent on how to do that ethically and, and as well as possible. But there's this other component then that to maintain that what we had found to be crucial for our family to give us the space to love each other as a family the way that God calls us to to care for each other and everything we have to not continue to bring in as much and so thinking through every time we make a purchase which yes it is daunting um yes it does get easier <laughs> as you start to become familiar with different brands and ways to get your information coming to say okay we're gonna just intentionally buy a whole lot less but when we make a purchase it's a long term it's 
it's going to stick around. And yeah. so, I mean, that affected not just our wardrobes, but toys. The yes. kids have been getting into this and getting really excited. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's affecting food purchases. It's affecting the furniture. It's affecting our the what, what we're choosing our to do with our plates time. and cups. I mean, all of it, you know, and it was a difficult process sometimes, but again, you then feel lighter. You feel a little more mobile. You feel like you have a little bit more space again. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, if you want to start on a journey like this, I mean, you know, for us, it, it, it isn't rooted just in the throwing things out, right? I mean, we did a lot yeah. of sales of stuff, donating things, giving things away, trading things, you know, repurposing things, whatever it may be. But there is this sort of spiritual component to it of listening for the movement of the spirit of who are you? What do you really need? What is the impact of this? Um, mm-hmm. It's it's the whole picture, too. not just, I mean, yeah. you know, like the Marie Kondo, like, does it bring me joy? I mean, that's one part of it, but there's all these other aspects to consider of what is the place it held in my life. I mean, this is why fasting is so important, right? Fasting gives us new perspectives on things to know. Do I have a healthy relationship with this, with this food or with this, whatever you're fasting from so that you can either remove it entirely or engage it in a new way Mm -hmm. or engage it more because you realize that by fasting from it, you actually gain the perspective that I need more of this in my life. And that's actually some of what we realized is hey, we need more of some of these other things. We got to make space for them. And I don't necessarily mean physical things, but time for things, for Mm -hmm. experiences. And so stepping back a little, making the space to look at things and really determine why do I have it? What role does it play? Who are we as a family or who am I as an individual becoming? What is the impact of this? Asking those questions and beginning to go through that process. I mean, it's literally changed everything for us. It has. And I think if you stick around in the episode next week, we're going to go more into that journey and some other facets of how we have ended up moving ourselves, stepping out in faith. We'll be going through it here for a number of weeks and kind of doing, talking about it from different angles. We'll get more practical in the next episode of what we actually did, how it made us feel. And we'll go from there. So friends, thanks so much for joining us. We are excited to share this journey with you and we are going to do Rua Space full-time now. And so if you are blessed by this ministry, we would love if you would consider supporting the ministry through our memberships, which you can find at the link below. That'll help us continue to put this content out there and to begin to share this with even more people. So we'd love your support there. Shoot us an email if you have any questions and we can't wait to share with you again in our next episode. See you there friends. Grace and peace be with you.